All right, guys. Three bucks. One day. One day same tree. Same tree. Oh my God. I'm so Woo. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> Get a shot of these. Two farms this year. Number one is done. Did you say bye, Kevin? I did. I already did. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Smoke it, Look at that. You destroyed it. Joey takes the shop yeah. is closing up. Make sure he takes all his right handlers. Alright guys, welcome to the Deer Shop Podcast, episode 24. Uh, today we are located Deer Shop North once again. It's cold out, so we're not in the shop itself. But uh, I got Isaac here, and we're joined by one of the fan favorites, Uncle Jay over here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, Today it's we're gonna be talking. Yeah, this is how many times you've been on now? Probably a couple times. This is three or four. St- one of them three still unaired. Yeah, I think this is the third, um, fourth altogether. You've aired yeah. two. Yeah, two have been aired. Yeah. This is number four. Uh, we got another one. We're gonna record. We should probably record that one in the next month or two. Yeah, the the past deer or bear hunting trip, the bear hunting trip one, which we haven't. None of that stuff's been released, but it's coming up very soon, and it'll be a, that'll be a long one. Yeah, and our. Our bear hunting video from last year is starting to get a little more. Is it, is it picking up it's again? It's a little more traction on YouTube. As soon, literally as soon as deer season's over here in Ohio, I'm going to start diving into that. I think, and I think me and you should kind of tag team that. Yeah. You'll be able to come we over on a, your days off. We have a lot of and, footage. And uh, we'll use my computer, and then you'll be able to come over on your days off, and you can do some parts, I'll do some parts, and we'll, we'll stab away at it for a couple weeks before we, we won't fly through that one. We'll yeah, but we'll talk about it. that trip another day. Yeah, that's for another day. Today, we're actually going to be talking about uh, late season deer hunting. Uh, muzzleloader season is two days away here in Ohio. It's January 4th. Mm-hmm. So um, there's snow on the ground. Um, totally different type of hunting than we've been doing so far this season. So that's what we're going to kind of get into. Um, Jay has been hunting here late season with us for probably, I have written down here, probably like 13 or 14 years now. That's how it yeah. all started. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's how I met you guys. He's uh, kind of, or the first time in person yeah. that, that uh, we hooked up. and You've killed a couple deer here. Yeah. At least at least one yeah. or two. I brought my dad here. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, killed a couple. This is always my time to meet hunt. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's, I really enjoy It's it. a perfect time to meet hunt. We can hang these deer, actually. Yeah. So that's something that I was going to get into, and we can kind of touch on that right now while we're at it, I guess. And there's there's a huge divide amongst deer hunters on when do you shoot your does. You know, there's some guys that's you know we we live in an area where some people still don't even shoot does. Like does are bad, don't shoot them, which is stupid because there is or they just don't eat the meat. They don't want to have to deal yeah, with them. We've actually talked about that. There's the guys that only want to kill a buck, turn it all into jerky. They don't eat brown venison. They don't eat steak. You know, they they're just it ends they want to shoot a buck and they want to have some jerky and that's it. So those guys aren't killing does at all, but. Um, there's a big, there's a big variance on when people shoot doe. Some guys only shoot them early season. Some guys shoot them only during gun season. And then there's people like us who we usually wait, we'll kill one or two during gun season, but we usually wait till later in the year. And this is when we kind of start stacking them up mm-hmm. like cordwood. The fact that we do most of our own butchering temperature is a big part of that. You yeah. Know? Cause we would shoot more early season because that's, that's kind of what they say to do, you know, right, you shoot right. dope yep. before you shoot a buck, but it's so hard to hang these deer when it's 60 degrees at night still. Yeah. And that's a big, that's and finding the time to skin them and butcher them right away. Yeah. Is, it's a pain. Yeah. yeah. We, cause then I, I hate putting meat on water. So, I mean, if oh, you shoot one early, you got to put in a cooler, it's going to get water on it. It washes the flavor out. I yeah. Mean, that's a, it's nasty. This time of year we can, we can shoot a deer, we can skin it, we can hang it for a week, two weeks, and leave it. Yeah, and also you're not managing 640 acres no, of no, contiguous, no, no, no. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, so we, I, right. It, it, what, it, the doe management thing yeah. is what it is. It, I mean. it may help a little, but we do it mostly just for meat. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice. Honestly, it'd be nice to kill 10 does in the next week or two here on the farm, but we're not going to. I mean, we're, we'll, we'll be lucky to get one or two killed, maybe two or three. Um it's not going to hurt anything to kill that many does. I mean, the spot that I'm hunting right now, there's this field that I'm hunting. And I mean, every night it's six to 20 does are coming out and feeding and, you know, it, and that's just one area of the farm. And that's not just the one spot. Field. That's not the spot where everyone else is going to be hunting and seeing their own deer. And like, I can see this spot's unique because I can see almost, geez, I could probably see it close to, Half it's a mile if I look south. Four, it's probably all of the half a mile. Maybe yeah, so three I could see half a mile because there's uh, – I don't want to give too much away, but it's a big open area. And I could be watching 20 does out in the field in front of me, and I could look across the field half a mile, and I see 20 more on the other side. And, you know, 
there's no shortage of deer no. in the areas we're hunting. So No, that's never been a problem. Yeah, and I'm finding, like, I'm wanting to – is as much meat as I have in my freezer, it seems like the more I have, the more I go through. Yes. You know, like – I just made that batch of jerky, and that was 12 pounds, yeah. one batch. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, you don't yield that much right, when you're right. doing jerky, but, like, 12 pounds, you do that four times, that's a dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a whole yeah. deer. Yeah, you know what I mean? And that's if you're lucky. You're not You're not getting 50 pounds of ground off a deer all the time. No, not all the time. Right. So we're just now finally getting the freezer. You know, we have two freezers at the deer shop at Isaac's house. Um, we're just now starting to get to the bottom of some of, like, the cuts of meat. We have plenty of back straps left, so I think we got, like, Probably ten packages of back straps, which we usually save those for fan- special, yeah, fancy type cooking. Um, I don't think there's that many roasts down there. I mean, I honestly think there's only like one or two more roasts because that's there. what we use the most. For one, it's the easiest to butcher, so we leave the roast big and whole. Then we we cut them into steaks and smoke Mar- them. Yeah, cut them into steaks, smoke them, marinate them. Um, people love it, and yeah. it, it tastes great. I so. do mine different. I just do the same as you guys do all mine myself. I do back straps, tenderloins, everything else, grind. Oh, you don't keep the roast? No. Nope. So we keep the roast whole, and then we slice them up into steaks, like when we have people over. Mm-hmm. And that's what we eat. And yeah, they I, come out just as good, sometimes I, better than the backstrap. Yeah, I, I, man, I, I just end up fi- doing the summer sausage and the jerky and, the, like, all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, so you're for, using a lot of I'm grind. using a lot of grind. We have, and, you know, it's something that we want to start getting into a little bit more is making our own stuff of that nature. But we have a ton of ground still. So we're good on ground. Um we're good on ground. We're, we're low on roast. We're halfway good on backstrap. So I need to, we need to get some more roast in there. And obviously, we'll, we always end up with a, a ground when we kill some deer. But and we've been going in between grinding our own deer or sending it out to get ground because yeah. sometimes time constraints is easier just to take it to the processor. They don't charge that much to grind a whole deer. I think Luke got his buck done for sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah. So he ground he ground his whole buck except the backstrap. And that's yeah. what got Nick, like that's eighty exactly pounds of ground what, back. That's literally exactly what Nick does. So when Schlau shoots his deer. He, he actually saves one backstrap, and then the rest all goes to the processor in quarters, and he gets it all ground because his family just destroys it. And yeah, they, it all they depends eat it as on, their ground beef. On know? time and it's so equipment. versatile. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, tur- you know, I mean, just, anything. Right. Yeah, tacos, whatever. Yeah, and if you get one, so like Luke shot his buck in October. We were getting ready to leave for Indiana. One deer, it's easy to just quarter it up, take it to a processor. You know, this time of year, we might have five in the shop by the end of this week after muzzleloader is over and some bow hunting. So, like, then, you it, you know, it's not – it saves you some money to get it all done yourself at that point point. get a couple guys together. But and It's a little bit slower time of year for everybody. After the holidays, <laughs> it's January. Yeah, there ain't people aren't doing much. There besides. ain't nothing going on and right now. I don't know about you guys, but I'll, I absolutely love – like this when you're butchering a deer yeah, yeah, just yeah. hanging out yeah, yeah, drinking yeah. a beer yep, yep. taking two extra hours because you're bullshitting the whole mm-hmm. time yep. you know that's just part of it you know the camaraderie and, and I, that, I just absolutely love doing that and hopefully and we might actually be doing that next weekend if we kill a bunch of deer this week i check the temperatures it doesn't get any warmer than 41 until next weekend so perfect i mean we're set we can have these deer hang we can just we all get together and butcher it. them next week sometime if we can even do a podcast <laughs> while we're butchering them yeah so, muzzleloader season is coming. That's kind of the big topic, late season hunting. Yeah, it's pretty much what we're going over today. And it's my uh, – I'm crowbarring this in, but I think um, it's going to be my girlfriend's first experience hunting. Yeah, which is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, so – And your girlfriend was first experience hunting was this year as well, uh, right? First time, like, deer hunting in a long time. She grew up hunting with her dad, okay. like bird hunting and stuff. Because you guys but... sat a few times this year as well. Yeah, yeah. And I might yeah. take her out on Sunday and try to shoot a doe. Yeah. So, have we'll you killed one with her yet? No, no. no. We just hunted a couple of times this year. That okay. was it. Yeah. Uh, my wife has never sat with me, and she's never even been home when I've shot a buck. Never, never. once. Really? Never once. Every buck recovery I've ever had, she's been working. Every That's time. That's weird. Right. All she, these deer back here on the wall. She how much for... she works and you don't. <laughs> yeah, <she> works. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's guys listening that are chuckling right now because they don't. They think I don't work, but I am back to work now. Well, if, if that's the case, is she working tonight? Uh, no, because you're going in tonight. To I am. hopefully kill yes. your buck. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, ma- so that's a main part. Of tell her tonight. to pick up some OT, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the main part. Of, that's the main part of today's podcast. Actually, is I have a buck that I'm trying to kill before muzzleloader season opens up tonight. Um, he's been killable, according to trail cameras. He's been killable probably four times in the last two weeks. Um, kind of random. There's not there's not a, a, an incredible pattern to him. He is. There's this large group of does that I was talking about that's using this field. And the field's probably 70 acres, 60, 70 acres. Yeah, of late-cut soybeans. 
Yeah, so it was second cutting of soybeans and then like a hay mixture kind of. So right now there's nothing out there but grasses. But there's 20 deer, there's 20 does used in this field, and he's still rutting. He, he is following does, chasing does, just on does still to this day. Ethan saw him. So Ethan hunted Tuesday, Tuesday Monday or Tuesday, had an encounter with him. He actually bumped him out of his bed on the way to the stand. He was betting on the edge of the field. So you can see like in the field. Bumped him out, but then he came back following a doe, circled around, didn't offer him a shot. I saw him during the second gun season. I had him at 250, which is not a shot I'm taking with the 450 Bushmaster. Isaac said I should have sent it. I would have missed 100. percent So yeah, I just didn't shoot. So this is it was actually in the last video. So he and he was he was he came out and took a couple of bites of food, but he was on doe. He was seeking does. Then he looked around and then right right back in nose to the ground in the <laughs> woods. I mean, yeah, he this was is on this does. is a weird deer. Have we got pictures of him or seen him anywhere except for this row of fields, basically since rut no so he this deer is interesting because it's not the same buck we were chasing in october or november no but it's it, it is looks the buck, very it is the buck you saw opening day in the field in the field the, this same field yeah. uh you found a shed in this field mm-hmm. you actually found his shed in this field uh you had encounters with him opening day and during early season the year before in this field um early october i was getting him on the farm and in the summertime here or there he would hit some mineral licks and then early october i was getting him on the farm then he left Another another buck moved in. Yeah, another ten point that looks similar, probably a little bit bigger. He's bigger than him. than him. Yeah, he moved in, and this buck just disappeared for like three or four weeks. Late November, he came back. We started seeing him in the field. Like yeah, we were just and driving I, and by. I, and I did get him. some trail camera footage of him perusing the farm, hitting some scrapes. But then he went back to that field area, and no, he has not been hitting our main farm. I've only been getting in this. There's two fields, and I can hunt one of them, and I can see the other one. And he's that's where he's been living. He's got probably a hundred acres of flat, swampy, bedding good area. good bedding type area where he can see very far. It's open woods, but it's swampy, old growth timber that's north of this field that he just comes in and out of. And and there's some grasses and a lot of pricker. But there's some browse in there. I'm sure. Yeah, the, he too. just doesn't have much reason to leave. Now, you know, obviously he's spending some time on someone else's farm too, but just not one that I know about. He's definitely not spending time on our section of the farm. And it's, yep. it's strange, and it's kind of like this every year that we get so pinpointed into areas. We have this big farm to hunt. We pinpoint on small areas because that's where these deer are coming to. And on the rest of our farm, there hasn't been a mature buck in no, weeks. I haven't weeks. Ran, yeah, there hasn't been a mature buck since, like, Tuesday at gun season on anywhere else in the farm. You killed the one yeah, so on Monday. over a month. Yeah, you killed the one on Monday, <sighs> and we're running, I don't know, 14 cell cams spread out. I mean, I have them spread out. Just uh, Most of them now are just on trails and escape routes just to kind of see. How does it compare to years past? How about the same? Um, about the same? This time of year, usually. So the only thing I will say is this time of year, usually we have a good amount of bucks that will be hitting corn. And we don't really actually have a ton of corn out right now. But you're usually like two, three-year-olds. Right now, we got this one four-year-old and a bunch of one-and-a-half-year-olds. There's no in-betweeners. Like, there's barely any in-betweeners. I'm not seeing those 100-inch eight points that you see with, you'd see. you see a lot. Of, I'm seeing sixes and spikes and yeah, then this so, one buck. So either all, one these, deer. all these deer are hanging out somewhere else or they got decimated during gun season. Gun season, a there was a lot of shooting during gun season. We, we lost, shooting. you know, since gun season, we haven't had a couple bucks on camera that we really wanted to, to, to survive deer that we passed during bow season, like potent, like good deer with really, really good potential. There was two different three-year-olds that had uh, one had split G twos, one had split G threes and they were just beautiful bucks and they are just, they're gone. So I, I would assume they got killed. Maybe not. Maybe they got pushed well, away. We, and, we say the same thing every year. Last year was the same way. I shot the only mature buck late season that we had pictures of basically. Yeah, there was right. the one other bird's nest that we were hunting, but that story's in a few podcasts ago. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> But once I shot the five by three, that old busted up buck, we didn't have any mature bucks no. after that. They're all, all two and three year olds last year. So there this was, year's there was pre- nothing I wanted to shoot. I, I kind of stopped hunting. So this year's pretty much the same as years past. Yeah, and it was all doom and gloom last year. Then we came into this year with more shooters than we know what to do with. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like you know. So they hide somewhere. Interesting. Or they're eating someone else's corn in their backyard. Yeah, because there's, I know the neighbors are corning up a lot, and they were hunting a couple over different it. ones. And like I said, there was a lot of shots during gun season. I mean, the neighbors shot. I mean, I was in the woods every day during during rifle season, and I heard shots on the neighbor's property. You know, different neighbors throughout the week. But I mean, there was every night there was someone close by was shooting it at last like two or three shots. So like a lot of deer got killed, a lot of deer got shot. And our our eyes got opened a little bit more this year with the buck that you missed during gun season. Yeah, that's he a, came in for. Well, he was here in November. He was here for six hours. Then he came in. Caleb hunted him, missed him. And we got pictures of them two miles away. The next day, two miles gone. Away. Like so, so during these the deer run, are 
yeah. ex- exactly where we wouldn't think we'd ever get a chance at these deer now. And he came for six hours and you missed he him. He was only here six hours. He didn't even sleep here. Like he was here. He so showed up in daylight. Sorry. I hunted him that day, missed him, and he left in daylight. And <laughs> so some of these late season Like it's deer, crazy. Like some of these late season deer could be bedding in a river bottom three miles away. We would never know. Not yeah. going to have a chance at him again until next year. Right. It's all about survival now for them. Oh, yeah. You know. And yeah. they all survive because we end up seeing them again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that Besides was, the few that get shot. Yeah, that was a cool story. I mean, I just, I really wish I would have killed that deer that night. Whiffed. It would, have, it would have been. I was, uh, he was, was those, those texts were, uh, then you sent me the text of the tree, and I was like, oh boy. That was, that was rough. A it was really so good, bad. Really good at shooting trees. Yeah. God. Well, we, we, already told, <laughs> we already told that story. Yeah, that story's been told a couple times. <laughs> so, muzzleloader season's coming in. Today, actually, before this uh, podcast, we went out and we sighted in our muzzleloaders or attempted to sight we in tried our muzzleloaders. What a disaster. So me, I'm shooting a Thompson Center Impact, which is pretty cheap. I won it somewhere, banquet, you know, Whitetail Unlimited or Ducks Unlimited or some type of thing. I won this muzzleloader, uh, stainless version. Luke, our brother Luke, is going to be doing some doe hunting because he's already tagged out on Beauty. He's shooting the same gun, but the the, uh, black one. It's a regular black version. Um, They both sighted in relatively easy. They were off. They were like six inches high initially. Both of them were. Clicked them down, and then we are popping the gong at 150, no problem. And I think they were six inches high at 50, because I think last year we sighted them in like two inches high at 100. Yeah, because we had optimist. We were probably sighting them for 200 yards. Yeah, we were crazy. trying to be yeah, being idiots, because I am yeah. not shooting that gun 200 yards. I'll shoot it, I'll shoot at 150 on, on Saturday, but I ain't shooting 200 yards. I know no. you can with muzzleloaders. Yeah. I ain't doing it. I just, I'm not good enough shot. Simple as that. But I hit the gong at 150, so... Both those guns are good. Um, Isaac's shooting the old Renegade 50 cal cap yeah, and cap ball. Um, yeah, he Pat- tried shooting the gong at 150 and didn't hit. Well, it. the blade, the front blade sight was wider than the 12 inch <laughs> gong at 150 <laughs> yards. So, but I tried. I had to give it a shot. But yeah. that's that's patch and ball. So I don't even know what's what that's doing at 150 yards. You were hitting fine at 50. Yeah, yeah. so I'll, it'll be a 75 yard and in. I'm just shooting for a doe. Never killed a. Doe no, with a um, so. Dad's killed a couple deer with that. Bu- he yes. killed his first buck with that yeah, gun. Thirty years ago. That's yeah, cool. Literally thirty That's years super ago. Cool. I think 1993. We have the 45 it. Cherokee somewhere. Yeah, I have that all set up too. We could shoot that. Like I, if I kill, depending on how it goes, I might take that gun out uh, for a doe on, at some point. Yeah, I have. If I, I kill, if I end up killing that buck, or you know whatever happens with that buck, you know if I kill that buck tonight, that'd be. Real I'm nice, pretty but. sure I was using that hunting last year because my muzzleloader bag and quick loads and everything was set up for that gun, yeah. so it's ready to roll too. And then Jay, your main gun is an Encore, right? Thompson Center Encore. Yeah, yeah, I've had it for a long time. Nice um, gun. It was the pinnacle of muzzleloader. It yeah, was the Jim I, Shockey muzzleloader. Yeah, that's what I, he shot. I remember I bought it set up from, and this is still a big outfit now. I think it's called Bud's Gun Shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Biggest online gun dealer yeah, there is. Yeah, I bought it set up, and it came, I mean, it came, well, I had a loophole. I think it's Ultra Slam, I think is the name of the. It's a fancy gun. Well, it's the, the scope is a ballistic reticle for muzzleloaders. Yeah. And it's like you can dial it to three pellets, two pellets, whatever and that thing has been money i don't know if i dropped it <laughs> yeah, and you're not what, using it this but i'm not using it because it i was it did not shoot over well. the well so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna use my western muzzle loader which i is open sights but i know i know that thing is that's is a CBA? money yeah okay yep it's a they sell a western specific because uh for people who don't know when you go out west to muzzle load hunt they have very specific regulations, yeah. open sights, closed breech, these different things. And CVA just kind of makes a gun that fits all that criteria. Yeah, yeah which we both bought when we hunted yeah. out there years ago. You still ago. have yours too, right? Yeah. yeah. Hopefully I'll get to use it again in the future. Yeah, and then all else fails you, let's take your bow. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't forget your orange. For some reason, I always forget about orange during muzzler season. Like it yeah, because my mind after gun season, we second. put it away. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Jay – uh, Jay is a non-baiter, and in order to hunt this weekend, we got him set up in a couple spots that don't have any bait on the farm. We're actually not running very much bait this year, and I know baiting is a topic we've talked about a few times in here. Um, and I think we're going to hit that hard in a couple episodes. From yeah, now. there's going to be we're, – we're, eventually we're going to have the grand baiting episode, but we're not having that baiting. It's going to be we're a big, big round today. table. <laughs> we're not having that today, but we will talk about it a little bit because this late in the season um, – Jay's actually going to a spot where we have a two-acre. Uh, it's the Deadly Dozen, so it's like a brassica, grass. It's a really good food plot mix. 
Didn't hunt it a lot this year. Which people are saying right now, well, that's full competing. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, people do make that argument. Yeah, they I do. Know, they I do. Know. So Jay's hunting a natural food plot that hasn't seen any bait all year, and it actually has only been hunted like one or two times because uh, – when so I, it's, it's, this was a soybean year, and once the soybeans are gone, that food plot's pretty open for the most part, and it just seems like the mature bucks do, don't hit it in daylight. They, they'll they'll be in there in the middle of night, but when there's corn, it's hidden from it gets kind of hidden in by the natural crop uh, rotation, and there's a lot more mature buck activity in this food plot when there's standing corn in October and November. So this time of year, um, the does are still using it. And he's probably going to have an. I, I would say there's there's like a zero percent chance he doesn't see a deer. He will see deer. Um, you know, so he's going to get an opportunity. And he, where he's hunting, the deer might be in 362. So yeah. that, that might be a little strange, too. And you might yeah. see deer in places you don't expect. Yeah, yeah they I might come out where it, we were shooting today. Like, I wanted to make it to, like, a little bit of a softer hunt because Beth is coming with me. And um, I don't want it to be a bad experience, you know. Yeah. I want it to be a little warm. We, uh, blind's perfect. I yeah, can bring my little right. buddy heater in there. Yeah, you can bring and, a blanket. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you can go a, out the last hour before dark. You don't have to yeah, go Yeah, so, um, you know, I just want it to be a good good, good first experience, yeah. you know. Yeah. And we've not, killed. Not my normal misery. We have killed plenty of deer out of that blind. Just this year we didn't hunt it that much. That's all. It just it was a blind that. Yeah, because as soon as the crops came off, we bombed into the woods. So yeah. why would we hunt the blind? on yep. the field when we can hunt a stand that's 60 yards into the woods. Yep, yep, yep. More dialed in. So that's kind of the layout. Um, where I'm hunting has been sabate out. I kind of – I did a – I call it – I call I don't, know, I don't know what I'll call it, but I kind of did the the, the, um, the spread pattern with sabate. There's been a few times in the last couple of weeks I've gone out there with some corn and I've spread it out in the field like over like a 10-acre area, just like to put a tiny little hole in the bag and just walk around like spread it all throughout and it, it's kind of helped to keep what it has done is brought in a whole shit ton of turkeys for one mm-hmm. and what it, it has done is it keeps i don't i don't like to hunt it's very hard to hunt especially in an open field especially late season when these deer are all on edge i don't like to hunt like a central corn pile so if i'm gonna hunt over corn this time of year because otherwise you're just not gonna see any deer if you're hunting over a centralized corn pile the deer come in and they're just on edge and they're looking around and like you're, you're drawing your bow with 10 deer with their it's just it's a mess and we've killed deer that way, but it, I I don't prefer to hunt that way, and I, I hate it. You do the spread, you do the field spread method, where you just put a tiny hole in a bag of corn, and you walk around ten acre area. It just kind of spreads it out, and the deer act like it's a field. It's almost a little bit more natural to them. It's yeah. like a cut corn yeah. field at that point. Well, I, yeah. I I remember a while back, this was a big source of debate with QDMA, maybe that the central corn pile was possibly contributing to the whole CWD yeah, the thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and because really you're, you're, you're localizing a, you know, probably, a, you know, let's say the mucus six right? to eight deer yeah. at a time, yeah. all urinating, defecating and eating in the exact in the same, same spot. Not and the ranch and the raccoons, <laughs> not to mention yeah, and the, the shit. Raccoons. Right. The raccoons right. Are right. So that's no matter how you look at it, yeah. that's not healthy or natural. No, no. So that's why I, you know, uh, we've gotten away from that. And, like, I know um, Nick this year, when he started baiting later in the season, he did the same thing. He would just, he would actually take the, he would take the side-by-side and, um, like, lower the bed down and have it, like, half open and just walk behind it as someone else is driving and just, like, mm-hmm. spread it out over these huge areas. And, like, that way the deer, it, it, the deer react to it more naturally. Yeah. It doesn't it's make, more of a big, and it doesn't make as big of a muddy mess either, which is well, nice makes, in the yeah. farmer's fields. And hopefully not, it's healthier for the deer. Like you said, they're not eating and standing in their own shit. No. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise right now we have, besides that two-acre food plot that, that Jay's going to be hunting, and I, that's, we got a couple other late-season food plots, and I haven't actually been monitoring too much with the trail cams, but there's not much food left besides that. Earlier, no, not on our farm. So earlier in the year when it was warm out, the natural the deer have all this natural browse available, uh, all the, the low-level shrubbery, and it hasn't been snowing at all. This is only the, It's snowing right now, so this is the second snow of the season. So the last snow, Nick killed his buck. Hopefully this snow, I can kill my buck, but... The food's just been spread out. Um, we have no standing corn in the area whatsoever or no cut corn. It was all soybeans this year. Um, that's going to change next year. I'm happy about that, actually. we Some people don't like when they have corn, but I'm pretty excited to get some corn in the rotation. Yeah, and it all depends because sometimes these farmers will cut the corn and then come back a week later and chisel plow. Yeah, and then it turns and into barren, total yes, barren, muddy wasteland. There is no available food because that corn 1500 acre fields are rooted. useless yeah that useless. corn may still be out there but I, those deer do not like walking in that chisel no, field no because it's just right. mud up to their you know ankles yeah it just it make yeah, it deer have go, if, if you go into the field with your boots on and start walking through those chisels yeah. it, it's miserable on yeah. you think about the deer all the time you know so that you're right 
that's one downside. But we're going to get some corn next year planted. I believe our entire north side of the farm is going to be corn next year. So that's um, going to change things. We haven't had. It's been three years. Yeah, okay. We had two years of beans. So we're going to change things up with our food plots a little bit to take advantage of that. Um, our south farm is going to go through another transformation. We're doing soybeans again, and then uh, they're going to put in winter wheat and then go into a hay cutting. So there's going to, we're going to have new a hay farmer rotation. Next year. Yeah, new farmer, and we're going to start hay. So the hay won't be till for two years, but once the hay rotation starts, it's going to be alfalfa and hay for at least probably a decade, I would say. And it, it used to be that way in our farm, and then we started a crop rotation, but we're kind of going back to Which it. Which is kind of exciting because the hay fields around here seem to get hammered. Early Pretty much se- the whole season. Yeah, early season up until the, the die-off of freeze. You know, the hay fields are hot. It's good for turkey hunting. It's great uh-huh. for turkey hunting. Yeah, because it's uh, nice and mowed, perfect strut zones. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's going to change things up a lot. Um, we might have to look into doing some, like, low-level habitat stuff to add a little bit more food. There's a couple areas we could probably remove some trees and get more into thicken it up a little bit. cutting type. We haven't done a ton of that in our farm. There's been a, there's only really two areas where we've ever done any hinge cutting. Yeah, but you've got very, at least on a south farm, you have very uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic topography yeah, for this yeah, area. Yeah, we have. We you have, have a yeah, lot of crazy ravines right, right. and valleys, and it's it's almost southern Ohio-ish yeah. for up here, yeah, we are, which is really interesting. Anything north of us here <clears throat> is flat. So, like, if, if you go north of where we live, it's flat until Lake Erie. But, like, if you go south of where we live, it starts to get in those foothills. You know, we're not like Millersburg. If you're down in that area, that's, like, truly hilly. But mm-hmm. we start the foothills of the Appalachians right here. Yeah, because we're in a strange area. We are at the... It's the Continental Divide, isn't that what it is? The Continental Divide's within, like, literally within a couple a mile. Yeah, it or rains two and water runs north on one side of our farm right. and south on the other yeah, side. The Atlantic of our Ocean farm. and Gulf of Mexico it goes into <laughs> yeah. both places. So we're we're pretty close to that. We're within a mile of that line. Yeah. So because it, our creeks run, our west. creeks run somehow. Our creeks all run west and then yeah. south. Yeah. But a lot of other rivers around here run north up into Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. Ours, some of ours, ours actually do go into Lake Erie though. Our creeks here on the farm. They end up they end up reverting just back because of the way they're winding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean that's uh, that's kind of what we have going on right now. Um, I'm excited for a little bit of the cold and snow. I mean, it's, it's finally going to get the deer moving. And the mud goes away for a little bit. I mean, it's going to come back once this melts. But it's nice to finally get some crisp cold snow. Yeah, it'd be nice weather. for it to freeze and stay frozen. But anymore, that doesn't happen at all. Yeah, not very often. Not very often. Um, where do you guys want to go with this next? I mean, I have doe management written down, but we've kind of we already hit yeah, that we early. Kind of, we kind of hit that. Maybe next year's plans. I mean, as we're kind of wrapping it yeah, up. This this yeah. year, like it's the end of the year, but it's not the end of our podcast season. But it is the end of the year, and we're we're shifting on to what we're going to do next year. So we can definitely cover some of yeah, that. Yeah, because this year Jay's meat hunting. Then you're pretty much done. You're not really yeah. hunting anywhere. No, I would say. no. Um, my next thing will be. Uh, it sounds like. Um, Beth and I are going to go to Montana for her first Western experience. Uh, we're going to try, I'm going to try, try not to do my usual thing again. I don't want to turn her off. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some advice here. Like very rarely do I get to give you advice, but this is something where I can give you some advice. Don't treat her like you did us. Cause she will not only leave you, but she will never want to go outside again. We can handle that. And so, I'm not saying Beth can't. No, she's, she's so she's, she's super, a professional woman. But yeah, like she's super adventurous. Um, she's been days of staring at a mountainside. She, she took her kids uh, to Utah on an adventure. Loved okay. it. So, um, got into some. I guess got into a dangerous situation. Got lost. Turned around or something. And that's and always good for it, the soul. Though. It, it yeah, is. Yeah. It, right. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, um, she loves it. Uh, you know, has a lot of questions about it, but. Um, it's going to be more of just kind of a Western adventure that I'm, I yeah. can, I can bear hunt when we're doing it, you know? So, so you're going to do the spring thing? Yeah. Okay. You yeah, are. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Three years yeah. in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, I, I, I really enjoy that time. It's, there's probably, you don't, you barely see anybody. Yeah. Not a lot we of people. We didn't see a single person. No, we didn't see a single person. We almost, <laughs> we almost saw one guy, and yeah. we haven't I mean, figured out what I mean, the fuck he us. was doing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Like, that's the only human that's being we saw on the entire story. Trip. Yeah. So um, it's just going to be like, hey, camp a night or two, Airbnb in town, yeah. grab dinner. Yeah. You know, and, it's and a, that actually leisurely, sounds like you know, a leisure. lot of fun. That Which it's going to be a real shift for me. Like, it's going to be a real shift for me, but probably. Um, a welcome change of pace for after this last year. I think Isaac 
you know, I, I know Isaac has, and we, we will, we're shifting back into the bear conversation again, which we haven't had, but I think if we do it again, and we will do the bear hunt again, but yeah, I think yeah, Isaac, no doubt. Isaac wants to do it a little bit differently, maybe more like that, maybe two or three days hunting this style, maybe then two or three days of stalking, and then maybe two or three days of let's just go to fucking town and get fucked up, and, yeah. then, and then go again. Like, you are balls to the wall when you, when you hunt by yourself or when you hunt with a group like us. You were 16 days you know, I always say 16 days when it really wasn't. It was like 13 days. I think of, it was 16 days from home to yeah, home. Yeah. But, yeah. Of like full throttle. Just full throttle. And and I don't know if that's the way to do it. I don't know if I would. I think maybe like it would have been. I think it's different strokes, right? Yeah, like it, right. It's, no, 100%. It, that's how I like to do it because, again, like referencing one of our previous podcasts, I want to come home knowing yeah. I put everything I had into it. But that's, I think it's just the mindset you have going in. If I can change that mindset right. of going in that, Hey, I know I'm not going to do it. The, the, the balls of the wall way. Yeah. Then I'm not going to expect that coming out. I think seasons left. I think your seasons left thing has a lot to play into that. Yeah, I for sure. Like you're trying to make the most. Absolutely. And, and you know, I think what, that whatever it is that you have left, you're yeah. trying to make the most of yeah. it. Like we 100%. have the outlook of like, well, I got 40 years of hunting left. So yeah. let's enjoy every trip to the fullest. Yeah. And if that includes, R and R or traveling around or taking a day to see Yosemite National Park you, instead. You hope you have that. Left. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I guess we don't ever know. You don't, know. <laughs> especially in our job. But let's, we, we don't. I guess we don't have to go into that. But yeah. So um, and then we're going to do a. We're going to try to do a rut mule deer hunt. Yeah. Uh, uh, very uh, late no- October, early mm-hmm. November. Rifle. I would imagine yeah. rifle mm-hmm. or muzzleloader. Possibly muzzleloader, depending on draws. Yep. Yep. I think mule deer hunt. Yeah, yeah, we're in a uh, snow, wood stoves. Yep, shitty weather. Yeah. And and we talked about this earlier today. Those seasons are not long. Yeah, they kind of dictate how long you're going to be out there. So maybe a couple days before to scout. Because yeah, I think this the states we're looking at. I think like some of the seasons are eight days. 10 yeah, days, I nine think days. I don't some think even any, six days. I think I don't think there's one that's longer than ten. Mm-hmm. So, so I haven't really talked to you about your plans for next year as far as Western stuff. This is the first time I've actually – we've had any Yeah, because I guess you didn't – we haven't posted the podcast where we talked about it a little bit, and you haven't really sat in on us talking about no, it. No, because it's not uh, it's not my forte, and per he, se. Since, since Caleb's having a kid, he yeah, ixnayed himself from I'm, our – I'm uh, out next year. Our probably, Western group Probably the chat. next couple years because it's – yeah, I'm going to have a newborn at home. So. so all the discussions that we're having about Western, he hasn't been able to see. Are you are. doing anything early, I guess, is my question to you. So, like, you've always been known to disappear I in September. I don't think so. That's okay. I, I do have time off, but I don't think I'm going to do anything early because we're going to be doing this and, later. And here, here's the other, like, it's all a crapshoot because, because we're we still we're still going to put in for some high-end yeah, hunt, the, the crazy, crazy hunts yeah. that are low chance. But if you draw, yeah. you make that work. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some of those are early and some are late. And some yeah. Are so, so yeah, that's all a lot is, of that is up in the air. Like some of them you can put in as a party. Some of them you can't. So like let's say he draws one and I don't. I'm going to try to go with him if he wants me to, just to go for the experience. Yeah, we um, got to find a man to film some of this stuff, too. If yeah, you, know. you know, if you draw once in a lifetime, or we got to find a way to have. And this year, we are doing on. a little different because we're not. Uh, this might be the first year we're not doing any general tags. We're not putting in for yeah. any general tags. So these are all limited entries. So there is a yeah. chance we might not get any tags. Yeah. And then, then you kind of make the decision do you want to do an over the counter, which don't always have the best uh, odds and don't always have the best atmosphere and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, or do you not go? So, well, we'll I see. know, we'll I see. know, I do know that Ethan is really, really, really looking forward to September in Kentucky. He yeah. did it. He did it last year twice. He the last year he went down twice on his own to hunt <coughs> velvet bucks in Kentucky early September, and like he really wants to do that again. So like that's something you might be able to help him with, and I might even be able to go with him on some of that stuff by that point in time. Yeah. So this spring, if it's, it's kind of spring into summer, the, the application season for out west. So. That's going to be an exciting time. I'm going to try to do a whole bunch of research and time things up. So, say we don't draw our November tags, possibly there's still a state we can put in for September. Yeah. Or vice versa. Because yeah. it's so weird in these states, and they don't look at each other's rules. They don't look at each other's time frames. Do not care. So, like, you got to time it just right to say if you want to get into Utah. The application deadline for Utah is April 1st, but Montana doesn't draw until May. So you want to try for Utah first, then Montana, because if you wait for Montana, you can't come back to Utah and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I think my backup plan, 
if all if everything fails and everything just goes to shit and I don't draw anything, which is um, a big possibility. It's a, it's a possibility for sure. Um, I have a good friend who lives in Missouri who has some phenomenal farms. He has given me a standing invite. If that if that invite still is still open, I would probably just go out there, visit with him, um, spend some time with him, and uh, just if they're in Missouri, their rifle whitetail hunt is during the rut. Yeah. So um, and it's over the counter, right? And it's over the counter. So yeah. you're looking for another unimpressive booner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that's pretty much us when it comes to the fall. Yeah, I haven't made any plans yet. I mean, mine's kind of up in the air because of the the baby coming. But by fall, I'll have you know, I'll have some time, and I, and I have time off from work, and I'll be able to do some stuff. But I haven't really thought on what I want to do outside of the norm. I mean, there has been some discussion instead of our Indiana trip doing a Pennsylvania early rut. Not early rut, but kind of a mid-October Pennsylvania trip. Yeah, switch up the location of our public land challenge thing. Um, I'm never, you know, we're not going to cross this, our Indiana spots off the the map by any means, but we've done it two years in a row. Uh, we've got fucked by weather two years in a row, and yes, um, big time. I think both groups that have gone both years, us and Born Again, I think they kind of feel a little. I, mean, I, I can't put words in their mouth, but I think they kind of feel a little bit the same too. You know, that'd be three years in a row going to the same cabins, hunting the same area trying to see the same caliber of deer, it might it might be better for us all to kind of switch it up a bit mm-hmm. and then go to an all-newer area and kind of so we are know, thinking do the that. relearn of an area now that we kind of know our way around Indiana pretty well, that area of Indiana. This is interesting, too, um, and I don't know, uh, you know, we, we haven't had a full conversation about it, but I was exchanging messages with Ryan and Nick on Instagram the other day, and Ryan mentioned something about western hunting so i don't know if maybe he now he yeah, so may, he, he has been yeah i could tell his history is utah so yeah. he, oh, with uh dylan no, so no, no he no, hasn't no. hunted with us but we have a mutual acquaintance that he hunts with out there so oh he okay. was actually the guy that went to school with me at my grade oh, okay area. he was actually out there now. the same time as us one oh year. okay i thought maybe he was like no looking at getting into it no so he's I, been going I'm to like, utah well, yeah he's got i think okay, he's cool. gone twice now i think he's done utah archery mule deer twice he's gotten close i think he missed twice yeah last I, mean, I gotta get him on the podcast and maybe talk, talk about, about it but yeah last year and i don't want to i don't want to bring him down a little bit because he's a hell of a hunter here in ohio and just he's never a, misses he's a killer anything. of deer here killer of deer mr automatics we call him but i do think he's had some opportunities out west and struck out on him I, yeah, yeah. And so, and the, the whole western some, thing is we're talking some big, whole that's another that's another yeah. world yeah but Nick would never in a million years hunt west of. Uh, he'd go to as far as as far west as he'll go is Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He ain't. He's not much of a traveler when it comes to not family stuff. He'll travel with the family, but yeah, I don't yeah. think he's a. I don't hunting think. Traveler. Yeah, I don't. I don't think sleeping in a tent on a mountain for ten days is anywhere in his future plans. It's just yeah. not what he's gonna do. But. Um, Ryan will. So, Ryan, you know, he might be someone to kind of add to the group for the Western stuff. Dylan, uh, you know, Dylan always goes out west with you guys. I haven't – you guys have been in conversation more with him about it than I have, but I don't know what his Western plans are. So, he I'm just sent us sure. a message the other day. It may be blown up for what we had originally – the three of us were originally planning all this November stuff. Yeah. But he just sent us a message the other day saying um, he's got – a bunch of like weddings. Yeah, one uh, two one, weddings. One I of think. the local friends is getting married one of the weekends in November, and, and then, then he has a family wedding that's out of town. Yeah, another that sounds one, awful. Another weekend. Yeah, so, like, that sounds like awful. A, like a Hilton Head wedding in November. Yeah. Oh, whoever yeah. that is, that sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, we were talking about Pennsylvania hunting, which I wanted to hit on that for a second. Yeah. So uh, one thing about the Pennsylvania hunting, like we said, we possibly might do that for our public land challenge if we do it next year, like October time frame. Um, I, you know, I had an opportunity to attend a deer camp in Pennsylvania this year with a friend of mine from work who has a couple cabins actually, and I didn't take it because it was during Ohio season and I'm hunting a buck here. I would be very interested in going up to Pennsylvania possibly for their bear season, which is before. Yeah, they have their a, guns. It's they have a bear the, gun right. and a bear muzzleloader, and they're kind right. of different times. That's that's what I want to talk about with Pennsylvania. It's so difficult to hunt there because of their different seasons. And they have the no Sunday thing, which and they really, have an early really... muzzleloader season for does, which I guess gets hit hard. They have the bear season, and then their their gun seasons start in early November. So that kind of yes. like, if we're gonna go on a rut hunt and we're gonna go out of state, go on a rut hunt, you would love to go 
the first two weeks, maybe into the third week of November. But a lot of these states pretty much making it possible because is there, rifle comes in. Yeah, is there, there something keeping you? Is it just a logistics things where you don't go to a bigger buck state? Um, well, there isn't very many options for that over the counter where you can have without with so over pu- the counter public over land. the counter public land and access. To get, you know, if we're going to have 15 people, you know, uh, Missouri, people. you know, Missouri yeah. is kind of an option. Yeah. Uh, we've kind of talked about that a little bit. They, they've bumped, they've bumped around Nebraska a little bit and hated it. So yeah. Like, you know, Which Nebraska played change their laws. There's not, I mean, they're not over the Illinois doesn't have a ton of public land that I know of. Illinois is doable. And then, you know, we went to Indiana I because, don't. but I mean, Indiana, the area, like, not to give too much away, but where we were hunting in Indiana, the t- the guys we went hunting with had a 180 inch buck on camera like, mm-hmm. that week. I mean, right. there was I mean, so trophy. What are you, you talking about trophy state? I mean, right. I had multiple 140s on camera. It's not right. like it, there was. Sm- it's not like a small deer thing. Yeah, I don't. But almost, we're hunting big timber. Yeah, that's the di- I, that's the difference. There's big bucks, but it's big timber. We're right. not hunting. You know, you go to Iowa public land. There's ag everywhere and 150 inch bucks running around. Like that's not what it's like in Indiana, in Pennsylvania, and West Virginia where we go. Even though there are deer there, they're just harder to find. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we kind of go for the camp atmosphere, the ease, for one thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, five, it's two to be, five hours away for one. Yeah. That's yeah. nice for a long weekend. Yeah. You know, right. And like, that's yeah, what we do. Yeah. Yeah, we go four or five. We go four nights, five days usually. Yeah. We wake it, our it's trip. almost like if we did the Iowa thing, you know, five points, six points, whatever it is to draw that tag. We wanted to go hunt big bucks. We wouldn't do it big camp atmosphere right you would do it lone wolf style yeah. because yeah. we're going yeah, there right. Yeah, right. to kill a 170 like yeah. you did this year yeah yeah we're not yeah and isaac hits a nail right on the head you know we're and we don't want to set makes, up no that makes perfect we sense. don't want to set up an airbnb with 15 guys and be like all right guys let's go yeah. hunting yeah. In Iowa and yeah waste our that makes perfect that we've sense. been applying to and we do you know there's there's a little bit of competition because it is like a public land challenge you know we we, we like to say that like the story went that we won the first year and they won the second year. So like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll now we're going to, to a third year, you know, are, are we talking about switching it up to a different state? Will we go back? I, I wouldn't have any problems with going back, but the, the romance of a new spot kind of is interesting to me. Like, you know, let's, let's move this thing somewhere yeah. else and keep it going. You know, yeah. I would do West, I would do West Virginia too, but the public land of West Virginia is tough. It's tough. Oh right? yeah. And you're, it's pretty much only WMA. So they're like small little tracks. So we'd yep. be running into steep, each other, you know, Indiana, where we went in Indiana worked really well because there was us, there was so much land and we were never on top of each other yeah. and we were drivable, you know, mm. just hop in your truck, drive 20 minutes. We're hunting. You could hunt right out the back door. And um, Pennsylvania is even more. Yeah. Pennsylvania mm-hmm. where we, you know, we're, we'll probably go to the area. I mean, I would, I would campaign to go to the area where we trout fish because it's anywhere you drive, you just park your truck on the side of the road and you're in public land everywhere. I mean, everywhere. So yeah, because the, the the tract of public land that we hunt on is literally half the state. Yeah, and with, you know, everyone with private, knows what with that private is. in between. So yeah. like, you could walk for miles and miles and miles. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where we're at with that part of things. Mm-hmm. We're not going there to hunt big bucks, even though there is big bucks there. That's not the purpose. That's not the purpose. Yeah. I mean, that trip. no one's going to. Uh, they gave me a lot of. The Boring End guys gave me a lot of crap because I passed up a 72-inch. Yeah, 75-inch eight-point. Like, oh, come on, man. Like, Which we'll give it to them. They went on that trip to kill. Yeah, they were shooting anything they with did. Antlers. They did kill some things. And they had three, right? They killed two. 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 two couple I wounds. They, I mean, Kevin killed that really, really nice 140, yeah. Yeah. 140 class nine-point. But they shot, I that, mean, in, I, they I just, shot that in the preseason. We weren't even there yet. Yeah, technically we weren't even there yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we, uh, you know, I just, I don't have it in me to shoot that, the 75-inch eight-point, even yeah. on a trip like that. Mm-hmm. Even though you spent the money and you got a tag and you're in the woods, like, I just can't. It depends on the atmosphere. It just depends. I've, I used to say the same thing about West Virginia, but I've, I've started turning into the I just can't in West Virginia, too. Like, I, we shot, we have shot plenty of smaller, younger deer in West Virginia, and the, and the crew still does when we go to, down to the Gore Camp, but... I'm at the point where it's like I, I'm just not gonna drag this thing out a mile and a half for a six point. Yep. Yeah, I'll let him walk. I love. I'm in the woods. Maybe a bear will walk by instead. That kind mm. of thing, you know. And then there is the chance that one of the larger bucks will go by because there are some big ones there. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, well, I mean, that's another thing with Pennsylvania. While we're there for this challenge, there is some dates that line up that we could hunt bears as well, and that's appealing to me. That's cool. Appealing. That you had. We got to time it just right so you can hunt bucks and you can hunt bears both with your bow and there's no gun season. There's a small window that we can go. And the thing that sucks about this window that he's talking about, you have to fit in 10 other guys at home hunting. So that's a big part of this situation is 
I got guys that like myself and like, you know, guys like Nick on the crew and Dylan on the crew who want to go on these trips with us. But if you have a 160 inch buck on October 28th at your farm, daylighting, you can't be fucking around in Chase Pennsylvania. Yeah, it comes, you yeah, know, it comes, but it, it kind of depends on what your priorities yep. are. Like yep. ours are a little different because we're kind of more of that adventure. Like I may give up two weeks in November next year to go chase forky mule deer. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. No. I'll, I'll have a buck here at home. You can shoot on opening day. Gun <laughs> yeah, Caleb will set me up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but and, and that's the thing. Like it's, you, you miss, you know, you gotta, you gotta decide which one is more important to you. Adventure, fun, this kind of thing, or success at home. You know, mm-hmm. some guys are really, you know, it's, it's no fault to them. I mean, we, I, my wall is down here. Some guys really care about getting that wall. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, passing a 150-inch buck because, you know, a deer you've had on camera for three years and two sheds of that you really want to kill because you're running around Caleb and Isaac in Indiana. They're like, well, sorry, Caleb and Isaac, but yeah. I, I can drink, I, I can yeah, drink totally with you it. 300 days a year yep. at your shop. I yeah, don't yeah, need yeah. to. But then – at the same time, you might have a year where these guys kill bucks in early October and they're itching mm-hmm. and we're going and mm-hmm. it's the most fun we've ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that happens too. We've had, we've had some years like that. So it all depends on what guys are doing here, you know. Yeah. So next year is going to be so up in the air. So yeah, it really Usually is. we haven't planned. Last year, I remember. Oh, we were I, so planned I picked out. my vacation at work and I had everything planned out to a T. And that. This year, it's so up in the air. That there is an advantage to being planned out. And I, I do enjoy having it planned out, but I feel like this is a year where it's just, that's not going to work. No, and it's not going to work. Obviously, huge changes to you. Huge change, yeah. Your huge changes cause us big changes because, obviously, you're having a kid. It's first grandkid. We're going to have niece or nephew, depending on what it is, obviously. Yeah. It's going to be a big year. Or yeah, the last five years I've had October, November, and December off of work, and it's like let's just get in the truck and go somewhere. Yeah, and so we do. We, we sort of you know. thought this was going to happen when Caleb got married four years ago, three or four years ago, two, but it didn't. It didn't stop our teenage years. So our teenage years extended. <laughs> I'm thirty. Caleb's I don't know 30, 30, 33. <laughs> 33. So the teenage years are finally ending. I they're think. they're ending yeah, this spring. Like they yeah. are. We'll see. I mean, they won't. Yeah, what's the over under on your engagement? Oh, shit. Yeah, I know. I've I've been ass. I got. I had guys me. asking me last. Y'all night. Y'all can get me in trouble. I had guys <laughs> asking me last night, like, uh, you know, what's Isaac doing? She blah, listens blah, blah. to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, no pressure. My wife does not listen to our podcast, so <laughs> say whatever we want. So, anyways, big changes. Yeah, in life, big changes to our plans. We're not really sure. We're gonna uh, one thing for sure. I have written down on here to kind of go into YouTube a little bit. We're gonna be making less videos. The quality and like the the, the main ones aren't going to change in the quality, but I, I still think there's going to be less content. I don't think there's going to be less me walking around with the camera, which is going to yeah. result in less content. But I think overall. our video and obviously doing the podcast now that's 52 videos. Yeah, this, that we didn't right. do before, so yeah. that's going to be that's going to be plus, a lot of videos. Plus bonuses. There's going to be we haven't done one yet. We had one week where we missed a podcast because of stuff, but. There's going to be some bonus podcasts, mm-hmm. too. There's going to be weeks where there might be two podcast videos because we got extra stuff to talk about. If I kill that buck tonight, we podcast tomorrow, there's going to be a bonus episode. Oh, yeah. You know, so we'll see. But I want to, you know, we want to spend more time on quality this year than we, you know, making less videos is not a bad thing. No, we, no. We definitely make, not. Not know, if, yeah, less, sometimes less is more. Yeah, we make less videos. We can spend more time on quality. Um, we've upgraded all our cameras for the most part. I mean, our camera game's doing really well we're working on audio every you know our audio stuff now is all high professional quality so we're really going to try to push for a better product um the bear video you know i got i guess we can run down through it real quick we got one more episode of sbo live before i put that series to rest um we're on season eight of that and i Mm -hmm. think we're around 120 maybe 110 to 115 i don't know the exact count episodes in that eight seasons Plus a hundred and forty some minisodes. So yeah, so the, the SBO Live was pretty much just our year going through the year. We did an episode for like each trip we went on, and, and each time period chronological. We did usually between the first season we only had like six episodes because I don't think we started it in turkey season mm-hmm. and just it was a learning curve. But after that, we've had nine to twenty episodes every season. Um, but we did away with that once deer season rolled around this year. We decided to go a different direction, and we did the Deer Camp Chronicles. Which... Yeah, so we're trying to do more focused series on what we're doing. Yep. Yeah, and the Deer Camp Chronicles was a massive success. 
yeah, um, I think metrics people, wise, people really and quality wise, and the way it's, it's it went down. So we're you know that that's going to be our deer seasons going forward. Is we're going to continue this this way of hunting or filming. Um, we're definitely going to start a turkey camp chronicles next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're you know hopefully we, have we some travel, more turkey success, yeah, and we travel turkey hunt as much as we do deer hunting. Actually, we hunted Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Ohio last year, and West Virginia. So we hunted four states last year for turkeys, and we might add Indiana because we know there's turkeys in Indiana. So we might yeah. add a fifth state for our turkey camps. And I know Jay wants us to get to Nebraska sometime to hunt turkeys. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to revisit that because uh, where I killed my Miriam was, uh, from I've been told, just the cat's out of the bag. It's over the counter. It is, a, from what a I understand, house, an really. absolute nightmare. That's yeah, and I'd be really uh, interested to see. Nightmare. Maybe they'll fix that. I'd be interested to see how Nebraska whitetail hunting and mule deer hunting is now because they're changing the rules, mm-hmm. because it's not over the counter anymore and they limit the tags and blah, blah, blah. It just seems like. That's just going forward. That's what it's going to come down to. Man, just Western. Like, Ohio is the only one that's not changing. It might. I mean, <laughs> might. there are some things, I guess, coming down the docket that they're trying to do, but. There is yeah. some lobbying going on. Yeah. I, I you know, uh, man, I'd love to pick Mike Rex's brain. That's like, exactly that, what I was thinking. That dude that, is. Yeah. I've been following that dude since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, he's just. Uh, so smart and i mean the epitome of ohio hunting and i really wished they would have talked about non-resident hunting more i think you know that they have these pre-meetings and they say this is something that we're not talking about you know what i mean yeah and and he they touched on saying how much it brings into the economy the percentage of there's only i think 11 11 percent they of of ohio hunters are non-resident but they make up like 80 percent of the 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 money or something i think you can do better than that you know what I mean? Like, the, the I, I'd love to see Iowa's numbers. The hunters aren't going away. You can just make it better for the state. You can make it better residents. for the residents. 100%. Yeah. So that's probably should be its own podcast. Yeah, it's yeah, just Ohio hunting. That might be own. a good off-season podcast. Yeah. Definitely. Um, right before we do the turkey content stuff is when the bear film will come out, which we'll start working on that here pretty soon. Uh-huh. So the major bear film, the turkey camp stuff. Then this summer, I mean, it's going to be kind of wide open. We'll just kind of make videos on whatever it is that we feel like we want to do. Um, we are um, going to try to get in some more fishing stuff. Yeah, we're going to push Luke's stuff. So we got to start get pushing Luke's, the Leaky Jumbo Company. We got to start pushing his stuff because he, uh, he puts a lot of time into that, and he's going to do a lot of fishing this summer. He he, catch, he does pretty good with the smallmouth bass fishing here in Ohio. That's kind of his thing. But he's gotten into walleyes recently and been catching some good walleye. Um, we, we'll probably be helping him <coughs> make content this summer for his channel. And I might try to get out with him this winter. Since the lake doesn't really freeze anymore, you can pretty much troll for walleye all winter long. Yeah. So we might be doing that in January, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, and that's something that, uh, you know, it's not something I ever searched for on YouTube, but I don't see a ton of media on walleye fishing in Ohio. And I know trolling for walleye is not – There's we're going to have our we, – Unless we have, you fill them with anchors, right. you'll get tons of media. Yeah, we're, so <laughs> we're like uh, – there's a lot of controversy on whether that's even real fishing and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely going to have podcasts on that. Yeah, the we only plenty the of only, walleye people we know. only stuff I see on that is basically commercials for their charter. So right. you, don't, you don't get really get the aspect of people doing it for fun. You get, here's our charter, this is what we do, come fish with us, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we're going to be spending a lot of time helping Luke with this stuff this summer. And that will bleed over on a SBO. We'll have some, like, I really want to do some overnight camping, catfishing type episodes on a couple spots, cook, you know, catch, cook, clean type deal. We've kind of had that idea for a couple of years and haven't done it yet, but we'll probably get to that this summer. And then, you know, you guys aren't doing too much early season potential Western hunting, so like it might still, go right into uh, Kentucky. And, it's still in the air. I could be on a mountain in Utah in August. Yeah, who knows? It's true, that's true. But yeah, I mean, we're at what are we at here? Almost an hour. It's two thirty. I know Caleb wants to get out hunting tonight. Yeah, I mean, there's a we got we got a little bit of time if we want to touch on anything else real quick. Um, I mean, any, any guys been listening to any podcasts? Anything interesting? I mean, I usually when I'm doing my cardio, I'm uh, I'm bouncing. I'm usually watching your your shit and um, Hunter. And I was watching the CJ Alexander stuff. Yeah, we we touched on it a little bit in the last podcast, but more stuff. Yeah, you know, and it's I honestly I'll, I'll tell you this: like, if his only thing was the written permission thing, it's one of the dumbest rules Ohio has, anyways. Yeah. Um. I, look, it's probably. It's probably gotten more people kicked off property 
that it has on property because yeah. the me, the old school landowners don't want to sign a thing. No, they don't know. They, they, they don't, don't care. Ca- if you they want. don't care what it means. Yeah. It's actually releasing them of liability. They, they don't, don't care. care. They're not going to sign their name to anything yeah. that you, they. You go waving a piece of paper from yeah, an old farmer. I, he's, he's, out. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's out. He's out. He's out. He's like, oh, I guess you're not on here because I'm not signing that thing. Yeah. So what do you do? I mean, it's. Um, and, and, you know, and that law is specifically in place because people like to, you know, I, I understand why the law exists in Ohio because people like to, well, you know, I got permission to hunt Bob's farm. You know, let's go. And you bring your buddy and then his buddy and it, then something happens and the farmer's like, whoa, whoa, whoa it would I have, didn't allow. I let you, but I didn't know, you know. It would have teeth if any of it was enforced until a world yeah. record gets well, killed, and, they, well, and they, then we're looking at To be honest, they do enforce it heavily during gun season. I mean, I've never heard of a bow hunter until they, unless they're caught trespassing that this happens to, obviously. Basically, the only way to get caught is if you're walking out by the road and the game warden happens to drive by. And, and that stop. has happened to me. I've had the it game warden happened. stop, you know. And, if you, you know, the game warden during gun season, especially in this county and around here, he drives around and sees where the trucks are on Monday, and then he kind of forms his plan knowing that, like, well, there's been five trucks two, eight, two three days in a row at this farm. I'm stopping Thursday night, and I'm going to be there when they come out of the woods, and, you know, then they go through the whole Whether time. anything comes of that. Is another standpoint because we we've all had problems with poachers and nothing ever comes of it. I'm assuming that the C.J. Alexander, um, you know, and unfortunately, the image he painted of himself and then all this stuff is painting him in a negative light. So you know, there's anything anything associated with his name now is negative, which is probably unfair to him at the moment because he hasn't been convicted of a crime that we know of. But he went dark and his friends went dark, so they obviously probably lawyered up, I would assume, or got some public help or whatever because. There's no longer any defending of him going on, and it's real quiet, and it's you know it's the holidays, so the court system, who knows what's happening. But according to what I've read, that the rack was seized and it's under investigation. That's basically all we know. Mm-hmm. So where this goes from here, no one really knows at the moment. Um, you know, uh, it's it's. I will say it's. I, I bet you they get it figured out because yeah. it's there's it's war it's well it's at least national uh, news. Yeah, it's, it, it, it was know, on it's a possible life. world it record. Field I mean, stream. It was on. They're not going to screw around with that. And the new per inch poaching fine that Ugh. or newer that Ohio has that's a lot of money for the state if he's guilty. Yeah, because yeah, it's over two inches. It's like but here's 20. the thing. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's, it's like oh, it's six figures if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but yeah. not to judge the guy, but like I, all we know is what he said on Hunter. That's all we yeah. know. And I mean, where is he going to come up with two hundred? Oh, he's, two, no, he's two, not. He's not. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah, right? yeah that's I mean, true. The guy uh, talked about he didn't have a job and this and that and borrowed crossbow. So like, yeah, I mean, I I I heard I some rumors that I heard was that the rack was seized because he was going to sell the rack to make some money because it was worth a lot to antler collectors. And there's some people on the internet that, you know, there, there are guys in Ohio that are very famous for buying racks. Maybe that's why it was seized to prevent him from doing that. You know, mm. the, 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 the heartache of, well, he doesn't own the rack anymore. You know, it, it just becomes a legal mess. If you, yeah, sell if it. you think about it, I mean, he's a guy that might, may not be, you know, the most wealthy. If he right. can get a couple hundred thousand dollars for so, deer hunting, and if he's not a big deer hunter, he might not care that much. Yeah, and usually, so like I've had lengthy conversations with Dan Kaufman, who mm-hmm. um, you know the Kaufman buck. I'm, most people are probably familiar with um, top ten all time Ohio. Yeah, he he went through that with yeah. the um, you know Cabela's offering to buy the rat, and then there's two there's two you typically two monetary amounts you have. We want the originals. Okay, well, we'll give you this much for a replica. Yeah. Or we will give you X amount for the originals and make you a replica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and so the, there's all these different the things. The went through the same thing. But I there's nothing too. illegal about it, so that's no. not that's not a reason to seize it. Well, I think, I, yeah, I, I understand. They didn't the point, want to change it. They didn't hands. want the rack disappearing. Yeah, that, under, that, like, that makes sense. Sell it to but someone. But the bottom line is then, he was under investigation. Right. That's why. Yes. And it's the biggest topic in the hunting world. Just a real quick blurb because it popped up on my social media yesterday, and then he made a post about it. You know, we'll talk about – we'll give Josh Bomar five seconds. And oh, oh here fuck. we go. There's a whole bunch of stuff on shooting a crocodile, a world record crocodile that might have been illegal or something. He came out today and said – When we get off, I'll log on to whogivesashit.com <laughs> and, and read the story. Right. But it, it's, it's – the point I'm bringing – the reason I'm bringing it up, and the point is these guys can't stay out of 
no matter what it is that's happening, they can't stay out of the controversy, regardless of right. what it is. And they're going to complain about it, but at the same time, they're feeding. Oh, they, well, it. but there's but also it, it ex- when you get to when you get to the Bomar level, yeah. I think it's no news is bad news. Right, right, no, right, yep. no, no publicity is bad publicity because yeah, that's their life. That's their income yeah, is right. to be in the tabloids. Right. And if they're in the tabloids, positive or negative, it doesn't matter. They have enough fans already that. Yeah. Even if it's negative, it becomes it's like it's them. almost like the WWE WWE of hunting. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, you know, it's you're like a character. Yeah, like it, that's it, a, they might even be awesome people, but they just put on this like they put on the heel act just yeah. for attention. Yeah, you know? it, it's so weird. It's, it's like a, a soap opera. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so bizarre. It's like a big it's show my, that ev- it's a not big, my scene. <laughs> it's a big show that everybody knows is fake, but they yeah. watch it for just the entertainment. <laughs> right, right. So speaking of, so weird. Did you listen to the Chris Brackett? No, Hunter I can't Hall. stand that. Oh my either. gosh! It oh, is, you have to watch. It, it. You have to. It's three hours is it a long. Train wreck? Oh my god! Your jaw will be on the yeah, table. Yeah, like the like whole time he you're he, you know, I learned I did learn a lot about Chris Brackett, but like he throws out that he has autism and Aspergers, and that's why. When and, I was young, he, I was a fan of Chris Brackett. Well, yeah, like, any he did young the arrow kid fiction. Back then. I'm a, I mean, a 12 year old kid. He's shooting arrows through tubes and shit. I'm like, oh, that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, if then, I would have known like the dude that he is. Well, he gets on there. He's like, I- "I'm the dude. Like, if he pissed me off, I just fuck his girl." You know? And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> Jeez. I'm like "Come on, like, he man!" Says like, this on he the says podcast. it multiple times. And wow! It's just like, yeah, you have to watch it. You, I, I, no, you I, gotta, I, watch, you gotta watch it. I applaud him for being real and talking real and like keeping it that way. But like, holy shit! My opinion of him after that podcast <laughs> is you're farther loony than I even thought you were. Like, it, <laughs> I it, thought he was just getting a bad rap, you know? You yeah, know, celebrity uh, hunter. He got caught up and shot two bucks or whatever the hell. He, he did literally just was. He he like it's like the addiction spiral. He was getting famous and he had to keep it going and he just he was gonna succeed at all costs and mm. that and that cost was poaching, you know, shooting mm. extra deer and then on film and, and then, then your he cameraman ran He did a lot of like yeah, blaming of the camera. Because I don't know if you heard the story when he I got do. Yeah. I do yeah, remember that. Yeah, he he pissed off his cameraman because yeah, he was he treating him like shit. Shoots a buck and then a bigger buck comes out and he goes, oh, "Film that one and well, shoot that one." And yeah. So like, and I and I haven't to be honest with you, I haven't even finished it yet because it's three hours long and I'm only going like forty five minutes at a time. I had to turn it off. <laughs> it's but that's it sounds a long... like he did it like years prior and an editor, someone that was working on the editing team, is what actually went and found the footage and pulled it out. Well, that's when like, a lot of these poaching things come down is years later. Yeah, they don't always yeah. come out right away. Mm-hmm. That's why the C.J. Alexander thing's so weird because it it's coming out like. Well, I think it's because right away. The, it's the sign of the times. There's it's just news yes. in general. He talks immediate. about that too yeah. in the you podcast. Know, actually, like, like back in the day, you could get away. with Nothing shit. was right. like there was instant, no right. You know, right. And you were you had to wait till something was on the Outdoor Network the next mm-hmm. year. You know, all this stuff and like, but now. Everything's innocent. Everything's fast. They talk about drones too. Well, were you guys there when I was talking in one of the podcasts? I don't know if either one of you guys were about how. Um, well, when we were talking with Jay Z, we were talking about drones a little bit. That might have been it. Like so, yeah. How the drones, like all these big time hunters, what's fifteen grand for a drone to find your buck and use a thermal drone to find your buck? I don't every, think we talked about every day this before you go hunting. I don't it, think we talked about the drone experience that Caleb had. No, I just saw the little bit of uh, video in one of the. So this uh, drone went up. Found every buck that I've had on camera for the last two years in like twenty minutes, alive, running alive, around. running around, running around what chasing does. One was laying on one was laying on a ridge, like behind our, like in between our houses. One was out in a field, like so that found kinda, them all. It kind of opened minutes. our eyes how easy that is. So you're telling me the pros aren't running drones? It was with yeah, it's the, it's the Justin Czar podcast. Yeah, yeah. Our oh last one down here. God, those everyone. Everyone that has a space in the outdoor industry is going to be lying to you if they're not running drones to find their deer before they hunt. Because it's yeah, not illegal I mean, to fly the drone, find your deer, illegal. land the drone, and go hunting. It's not illegal in Ohio. And everybody yeah, takes nothing shortcuts. Nothing is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing's. Like, Obviously, everybody Ohio's takes. Ohio's the Wild West of yeah. just white-tailed deer. I think, I mean, it's I, I so kinda, silly. I want to kind of be on the forefront of opening people's eyes to how much this is probably happening. I'm telling you, this yeah. drone operator who has never been here, didn't know anything about our deer, found every shooter buck in 20 fucking minutes. Within a mile's radius. Yeah, you just fly up in the air, heat signature, zoom down on the camera. Yep, that's a 10-point wider than yours. Drive over here. Yep, that's two. Si- oh, you fly over here. Up. Oh, 20 minutes. You've already found them all. Exactly where they're laying, what bed they're in, what field they're eating. I no, mean, it, it is. there is no insanity. effort. It is effort. It is insanity. And when it comes to this, I mean, I'm pretty much on board with outlawing them fully for hunting yeah if you fly more, that drone you're not allowed to hunt on that Ohio property hunting. yeah i mean you're not allowed I, yeah. to hunt on that property we for, don't, don't it's already illegal in iowa we don't have a thermal yeah. drone it's already uh, illegal 
It'll well, it always it always was, and they're trying to reverse it now. Because I know the deer drone hunter guy, the big YouTube guy, he's like lobbying with these states to make it legal to track deer and blah, so blah, blah. So I don't have a problem with a, a license, someone that passes a course and a certification and has a company bonded, blah, blah, blah. I don't have a problem with them helping hunters find dead deer. I have no problem but with that. I think that's the slippery slope. That's but, not where but, it's going to end. But you're right, because the average Joe, as these things become cheaper, the average Joe can just because buy one. Because how, how hard is it? How are you going to prove that that's what you're doing and not scouting? It's it, well, I mean, like, it's there has you're to be allowed. A, there allowed. Let's say it's them. let's say <laughs> right. let's say you're you're saying it's only le- it's only legal to find a deer, and it's November 10th, and I'm like, man, I haven't seen this deer. Let's go find him. Let's go find him. <laughs> we and did. Then, I found him. <laughs> and 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 then you and then you get caught and you go, oh, I shot a deer and I was just looking for him. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, so like it, it's there, there's no way to differentiate whether you're scouting. Or, or or trying to find a dead deer. Yeah, if it was up to me, that drone flies, you can't hunt that property for 48 hours, week, whatever, I mean, whatever number you want How different it. is it than going to Alaska and you're not allowed to hunt the day you land because of that? Because right. as you fly in, yeah. you see so many animals and you use that to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's that, but like in a much more mobile way. Yeah, it just yeah. opened our eyes how easy it is. Oh, this God. is something you can order on Amazon. It can be at your doorstep tomorrow. <laughs> You yeah, can it, go fly it and find your buck and hunt it. If he's sitting in that thicket uh, this, this winter. Make hunting oh, hard again. I go, <laughs> make yeah. hunting hard again. Yeah. We're not. So my cat's going to be. <laughs> hunt my, quietly. My, yeah, yeah. Make hunting hard again. So, All right. Yeah, we're gonna, we got to finish this up because i got to be in tree stand in 11 minutes. Yeah, so that, that is going to be a topic we're going to talk about a lot. And I'd love to get these drone guys on and talk I, about I that. have. I do. He, he said he'd come on. The, the local one said he'd come on. I'll try for the big one, um, deer drone recovery. I'll try to get him on. Uh, you know, I don't or at least know. one of his guys. In, in, in guys the off season, I'm sure he'll have some time to be able to do one. Um, cause that, and I want to get the dog guys on too and do the mixture of like, cause I I love the the cultural aspect of finding a dead deer with your dog, you know. But it's it is more invasive and probably less uh, successful than the drone. To so be the, la- the last thing before we wrap this up, I know a lot of these drone guys they advertise like the herd. They like the herd management. They're that's kind of how they started before. Yeah, well, they're starting to use. No, that's this is something they've added to make their business model, yeah. where they, you count how many deer so, are on your so property. So I thought they flew up. Oh, we counted thirty deer on that property. Blah blah blah. No, they can fly up and see. Oh, you have a hundred and eighty inch buck in there. Oh, you have hundred and twenty inch buck. Yeah. I thought it was like, oh, we're counting bodies. All right, you got twenty deer on this hundred acres. Blah blah blah. Oh no, they can get them. They can get a high def picture and count the inches mm. of these deer. It's incredible. It. There's something wrong with it. Yeah, That's right. all I'm going to say. I wish something doomed. wrong with it. I kind of wish. We, I kind of wish we would have had this part of the podcast at the beginning and just talked about it. Yeah. And, and if if you're because this is so much better than oh we're going to eat natural brose and I'm walking around the field with a corn pile. But, but if, if you're bag. using these drones nefariously, shame on you. Yeah, basically. yeah, fuck, shame on. Yeah, you. fuck you. I'll yeah, say that. Like I agree. it's 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 not good. No, it's not good. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this more in the future. Yeah, we, we we'll talk about Friday. I'm yeah. going to talk about tomorrow yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, and when you guys get all liquored up Friday night. Oh, man, it's going to be great. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan and Nick are going to fight tomorrow. I don't know if it'll be the next episode, so 25, or if it'll be a bonus episode if I kill that buck tonight. But the next one we record is going to be fun because he'll be yelling. D- Dylan's going to be there, too. There's going to be Sweet. yelling. There's going to be <laughs> Drinking, a lot of maybe fuck punching, A lot of drunk. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be fun. It'll be fun. Ryan opened his mouth at the beginning of this year, and Nick closed it. Yeah, we could we could tell this was a, a Pepsi podcast because we didn't start swearing until the last <laughs> yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, no alcohol. We're all going hunting. It was a sober podcast. <laughs> all right, cool. Deer Shop Podcast, we are out. Out. <clears throat> Thanks.